Hallelujah. Glory. It's good to see all of you after a wonderful Thanksgiving week. I don't know about you, but our family just took the whole week. We love to celebrate and get together. Let me tell you, we were blessed to go to the coast of Texas. It's not like the Caribbean, but it's still the ocean. Let me tell you, we uh, we walked on the beach and yeah, all that good stuff and ate turkey and just a wonderful time of year. And to be uh, with family, it, it's just great to see uh, Alorum back. And uh, man, let me tell you, Josh and Paige, uh, it's, we have a, a new little addition, Haley, with uh, Kristen and Gary. Let's give her a hand. Look, look at that. All right. I know that they are a picture of happiness and joy. Let me tell you, I saw that picture on Facebook, and they're smiling. And let me tell you, we're we're blessed to have children, you know, uh, and just all that God has done for us. You know, this morning the the coffee shop is uh, generated energy, and and it's about ready to open tomorrow morning. Um, if we can if you are willing to go down there after service we'll have like a soft opening and try to serve coffee to anybody that wants to buy some real quick and and uh, before you go home you might want to just sit around and talk a little bit that that's an option for you uh we're still putting details together even though it's at the last minute i think somebody you know we were talking and said you just got to start it's kind of like having children you know do you remember that you're never certain that you're ready so when the children come you go hey I can do this I can do this so that's what we're believing with the uh, coffee shop and all the things that are happening you know this week Daniel and uh, Brett and a few others uh, if you were in the uh, youth building this morning you saw that we have boxes on top of boxes out there that are walled I mean they're walls of boxes this whole connex box is full of boxes of cups and lids and different things like that, uh, over 600,000 of them, to be exact. They said that it was a Connex box full of them, but that we didn't realize their Connex box size was twice ours, so that's why we have them even in the youth building. So if you would like to uh, have a cup, go down to the coffee shop and buy a cup, and you'll enjoy uh, all the things that we're going to provide down there for the public. Daniel, uh, said that all week people were coming up saying, are you open? Are you open? And uh, sometimes he said, I even had to hide just to make sure that they thought nobody was here. But uh, I know that God has some great things uh, ready for the coffee shop and the outreach that's going on because of that. This morning, um, I have the privilege of introducing you to a friend of mine, John Farina, and he's going to come in a few seconds and bring the word of God. Let me tell you, John is a, a gentleman in my life that I've been able to just talk with. Sometimes when I'm uh, kind of looking for uh, questions and answers, I'll, I'll call John and say, hey, John, what do you think about this? And John, in his wisdom, he's pastored for years and also comes around into this section and district of the Assemblies of God and takes churches. Sometimes when they're going through a slump, the pastor's left or, or whatever, the church needs a pastor and John fills in and just brings a healing balm to that situation. So this this last week, or the week before that, right before we went on the uh, Thanksgiving break, I, I, I was thinking during prayer in the morning, I thought, you know, John Frena, 
what would John's doing? I would love to have him speak at our church. Now, I hadn't talked to John in quite a while. And, and I, got to, I got to church and ended up at the coffee shop that morning. And I was doing some things. And out of the blue, John called. And so I talked to John. And he said, John, I, I've been praying for you. And I said, would, would you come on down to the coffee shop? And a few minutes later, John showed up. And we began to talk and kind of I, I'm kind of excited and passionate about what our church is doing. And he was like, this is amazing what God has you know, done in your church. And I said, John, would you like to speak this Sunday, the Sunday that uh, after Thanksgiving? And he goes, I've been praying for you and the church for some time now. And I said, would you like? He said, I'd love to. So let's give a hand to John Farina as he comes this morning to speak. Amen. Praise God. Am I on? All right. Well, glory to God. It's good to be back at the chapel. I enjoyed the worship this morning. Wasn't that good? Hallelujah. I, uh, I just am grateful today, thankful to the Lord for all he has done and what he is doing. And we just, you know, I don't know now, Pastor John, if you preached Thanksgiving last week, you probably did. But I want to preach it again today. I mean, no, it's a whole lot more than a turkey dinner, huh? You might still have some turkey left, but I, I'll tell you what, we're just, we're just so, we're such a blessed people. We really are. If you, if you know the Lord today, you're blessed. Amen. You're just blessed. And, uh. I, uh, I just, uh, I believe the Lord directed us to this thought today, and, and this, the scripture I want to share is in the Old Testament, and it's found in the book of Deuteronomy, chapter 8, chapter 8. Now, God is bringing the people into the promised land, His chosen people, and uh, as He brings them in, he's, He gives them words of caution. Uh, starting in verse 10 of chapter 8 of Deuteronomy, and I'm reading out of the New King James Bible. When you, are, when you have eaten and are full. How many got full Thanksgiving, huh? When you have eaten and are full, you shall bless the Lord your God for the good land which He has given you. Hallelujah. Beware that you do not forget the Lord your God, by not keeping His commandments, His judgments, and His statutes, which I command you this day. Lest when you have eaten and are full, and have built beautiful houses, and you live in them, and when your herds and your flocks multiply, or you get a raise on your job, and your silver and your gold are multiplied, and all that you have is multiplied, when your heart is lifted up and you forget the Lord your God who brought you out of the land of Egypt and from the house of bondage. Skip down to verse 17. Then you say in your heart, My power and the might of my hand have gained me this wealth. And you shall remember the Lord your God, for it is He who gives you the power to get wealth, that He may establish His covenant which he swore to your fathers as it is this day. 
Let's pray together. Father, thank you. Thank you for your word. Thank you for the admonition that comes to us today, Lord. Not to forget. We tend to forget the blessings of the Lord. Often, Lord, we petition you and you answer prayer, but we fail in our thanksgiving. I pray today that you would bless your word. Grant your anointing to our hearts, to our ears, to our understanding. We'll thank you for it. We pray in Jesus' name. And everyone said, Amen. Amen. How many from the time you were a little taught, your parents said, always reminded you to say, What do you say? What do you say? Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. And you know, I, I think of how oftentimes God has answered prayer. And then I'm reminded, I failed, you know, to thank the Lord for that. He, he met that need. And, and, and have I properly given him the expression of appreciation? Do you know, every time we come with our tithe and our offering, we're saying, thank you, Lord. You blessed me. You blessed me. I, you know, I got to thinking this week, the thought came to me, what would our world be like if for 364 days we expressed thanksgiving and had one day for griping and complaining? <laughs> think about Just think about it a minute. Can you imagine what our world would be like? You know, people would be full of love and full of expressions of gratitude and thanksgiving. And only one day. We'll, we'll give you one day. They're griping and complaining. <laughs> you know, we tend to forget. We just do, folks. We tend to forget. And can I tell you something? I'm not old, but I'm getting there. And the older you get, the more tendencies there are to forget. My wife has a memory that won't quit. And she's forever reminding me of things. And honestly, Gwen, I'm not sure, but what... I'm not sure, but what she might be spoofing with me sometime. I don't remember. I just don't remember those things. But boy, she does. And they're clear in her mind. I, I heard about the fellow who bought this memory course. Paid $200 for it. And then he forgot where he put it. That sounds like something I might do. The old couple went to the doctor concerned about their memory loss and how they're forgetting things all the time. And the doctor said, well, I'll tell you what you need to start doing. You, you need to start writing it down. Make yourself notes. How many have to make themselves notes? Yeah, I, I can't go to the store anymore. Be three items. I, I'm not sure what all they were. I have to write it down. We forget. Anyway, this old couple, doctor says, write it down. So that night, he's sitting in his chair, and she's sitting in hers. He said, I'm going to the kitchen. Is there anything I can bring you? Isn't that a good husband, though? She said, yes. I'd like a strawberry sundae, ice cream with strawberries. Oh, and whipped cream. And don't forget the whipped cream. So he came back, and he brought her a plate of bacon and eggs. And she took it and she said, you forgot the toast I asked for you. 
Yeah, I'll tell you what. Thanksgiving. You know, Thanksgiving is a biblical holiday. It really is. Next to Easter, it's probably the most biblical holiday we celebrate in the calendar. Thanksgiving. In 1863, President Abraham Lincoln instituted Thanksgiving, made a proclamation. It's interesting what he said in his opening statement. And uh, I'm going I'm to share it with you. He said, uh, um, uh, of those bounties which we constantly enjoyed, we are prone to forget the source from which they came, the ever-watchful providence of Almighty God. Not every, not every country in the world celebrates Thanksgiving, you know. But I'm so glad that at one point in time, the president, he's really echoing the text of this Old Testament passage that we read a while ago. I want to talk about three great areas of thanksgiving. Number one, the expression of our thanks needs to be first to God, first and foremost to God, who gives us all things richly to enjoy. I like what the psalmist said in Psalm 103, and he made it very, very clear concerning our, our expressions of thanksgiving when he, he wrote these prolific words. He says, you know, bless the Lord, O my soul, and all that is within me, bless his holy name, and forget not all the things, all the benefits. Forget not his benefits, the benefits of God, who forgives all your sins and iniquities, who heals all your disease, who, who, uh, who crowneth thee, or who redeems your life from destruction and crowns you with loving kindness and tender mercies, satisfies your mouth with good things so that your youth is renewed like the eagle. Don't forget his benefits. The multitude of benefits. I'll tell you, if you're a child of God this morning, you're blessed. You're blessed. Our Heavenly Father has endowed us with a multitude of benefits. And, and sometimes we, you know, sometimes we, we just need to lay claim to them. We need to remember them. Don't forget. There it is again, you know. Don't forget his benefits. He forgives all of your sins. You know what? That's the past sin. Anything present or anything future. Aren't you so glad this morning that with God, there's forgiveness. Hallelujah. That the blood of Jesus Christ cleanses from all. All sin. Hallelujah. Hebrews chapter 9 and verse 28 clearly tells us that Christ Jesus paid for all of our sins. For all of them. He paid the price. A price that we could never pay. I like what the passage in Colossians says. In Colossians chapter 1, I, I love this passage. I, I, uh, I'm so grateful for, for it in my own life. And um, it, it says in the 12th verse of Colossians, giving thanks to the Father 
who has, who has uh, uh, qualified us to be partakers of the inheritance of the saints in light. He's qualified us. He's delivered us. It's easier to read it off your screen. He's delivered us from the power of darkness and conveyed us into the kingdom of the Son of His love. Hallelujah. What a, what a transformation. Don't ever take it for granted. You've been chosen. You've been chosen. You're God's masterpiece. We're His, we're, we're, we're His, His great work of art. He's in the process of transforming our lives. He, he called us out of darkness and conveyed us into the kingdom of His dear Son. Hallelujah. We give thanks to the Lord for this redemption. Glory be to God. Hallelujah. We thank you, Lord Jesus. Then he says, He heals all my dis-ease. The psalmist is saying there's nothing too hard for God. He knows my discomfort. He knows my sickness. He knows my weakness. He knows my problem. He knows what I need. He heals all my diseases. Who here has ever, if you've ever been healed by God, raise your hand. Would you do that? Wave it just a little bit in thanksgiving to the Lord. Amen. Amen. Look around you. Look around you. People that have had the touch of God, you know you have. You know what it is. I know what it is. Don't forget. Don't forget his benefits. He's the healer. He's still the healer. He hadn't lost any of his power. Isaiah chapter 53, verses 4 and 5 in the Amplified. It says, He was wounded for my transgression. He was bruised for our guilt and our iniquities. He was chastised for my peace and well-being. And with His stripes that wounded Him, we are healed. And made whole. Glory to God. Glory to God. Glory to God. Just because somebody uh, uh, didn't get healed, don't, don't ever think for a minute that God's healing power has stopped. It's the same today. It's always been. Jesus paid a price. Don't forget His benefits. Jesus paid a price. I don't know about you, but I want what, I, I, I want what God has provided. I don't want to lose sight of what God has provided. He was wounded for me. He was bruised by iniquity. He was chastised for my peace. And by his stripes, we are healed. Don't forget to give thanks for God's healing power. Hallelujah. Matthew 8, 16 and 17. He healed all who were sick, that it would be fulfilled which was spoken by Isaiah. Here's the confirmation in the New Testament of what God puts in the Old Testament. The confirmation. He was, it, 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 it was spoken by Isaiah. He himself took our infirmities and he bore our sickness. Glory to God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. And then he says, 
in that passage there in Psalm 103. It says, He protects us. He delivers us from destruction. I want you to notice that passage. Delivers us from destruction. Forgives all our sins. Heals all our diseases. And delivers us from destruction. You know, the Bible clearly tells us that we have an enemy. And he goes around like a roaring lion seeking whom he can devour. He kills and steals and destroys. How many, how many here today could raise your hand and say, God, has, God delivered me out of a close call? Uh, you know, I, I don't even think we're aware as often as God delivers us out of close calls. The enemy is out for our destruction. There's, there's, there's a verse of Scripture in the psalm, Psalm 68 and verse 20. It says, to God the Lord belong escapes from death. To God alone belongs the escapes from death. God protects us. We're not many times not even aware of it. But the Lord is our protector. He delivers us. I, uh, I've been studying the Bible for a long time. A long time. And uh, inevitably, the Lord teaches me new things out of the Word. It's about the time you think you've got a passage pretty well figured out. God will reveal something new. Anybody ever have that happen to you? Isn't that beautiful? That's because you know why? That's because the Bible is a living word. It's a living book, man. Don't ever think your Bible is, you know, passe. It's good for any age, any time. It's good for this new space age, whatever it is we're living in today. <laughs> I was reading in, in the book of Jonah. Was Jonah only about four chapters long and they're short? Jonah was a prophet of God, you, you know that. But he had a streak of, oh, what would you call it, Pastor John? I don't know, rebellion in him, or, you know, he wanted to do his own thing. He, I think we all deal with that to some extent. And the Lord told him to go to Nineveh. You know the story. He didn't want to go, he didn't want to go. And uh, the Lord prepared, the Bible says, a great fish. I don't know if it was a whale or whatever it was, but the, it was specially prepared just for Jonah. <laughs> and it's an interesting story. He finds himself in the belly of the whale. And uh, he's complaining. He talks about being entangled by the seaweed and whatever's going on inside the great fish that God prepared for him. Verse 7 of chapter 2, and when my soul fainted within me, I remembered, there it is again, I remembered the Lord, and my prayer went up to him into your holy temple. Those who regard worthless idols forsake their own mercy. 
But I will sacrifice to you. With what? Is it up there? With what? The voice of thanksgiving. And I will pay what I have vowed for salvation or deliverance is of the Lord. Hallelujah. He remembered. What he forgot. He had a moment of repentance. Lord, I'm in a, a whale of a situation here today. I need, you, I, I need your help, Lord. With the voice of thanksgiving, I'll do what you want me to do, God. I will pay what I have vowed. I've committed my way to you. I'm yours. And I want you to see the next verse, if you will, please. Verse 10. So the Lord spoke to the fish and had vomited Jonah onto dry land. I want you to see. And here's, here's what I hadn't noticed. It was his thanksgiving. When he got through with the complaining, and got to the place of thanksgiving before the Lord that the Lord delivered him out of his dilemma. He redeemeth our lives from destruction. Glory be to God. Thank you, Lord, for your protection. Hallelujah. And then it says, He crowns me with love and kindness. I just want you to think about the fact that God puts favor on His children. He favors us. He crowns us with love and with kindness. And he satisfies our mouth with good things. <laughs> he fulfills us. The Lord brings satisfaction to us. Don't forget his benefits. He's a good God. He's so good. He's so good. Hallelujah. The next area of thanksgiving, folks, we need to be thankful for those around us. We need to be thankful for one another. I think we fail in our expressions of appreciation, gratitude for the people that God has put in our lives. In Philippians chapter 1, there's a very interesting thanksgiving there in verse 3. It's the words of the Apostle Paul to the Philippian church, to the leadership there, to the elders, to the church. And he says these words, I thank my God upon every remembrance of you. Paul had an appreciation for this church. This church ministered to him. It ministered to his needs. And he said, I just, I just want to thank, every time I think about you, I want to thank God for you. 
I thank my God when I think of you. You know what? Every one of us need, from time to time, expressions of appreciation. It's, it's, it, it, it's just so important that we learn how to express thanks and appreciation. We kind of, we kind of, we need that. We, we need those expressions. We all do. Children growing up need to know that they're loved and appreciated. Married people, married people need to hear their spouse say, I love you. I appreciate you. We all need it. It's part of us. We need to learn how to say thank you to one another. I thank my God upon every remembrance of you. I tell you this morning, pastors need an expression of appreciation. Amen, Pastor John? I want to know, am I doing right? Am I, is this, you know what? Am I getting through? Are the people hearing what I'm saying? I can tell you that because I've been doing this a long time. And we just need to hear every now and then, hey, that a boy. You hit the nail on the head, guy, today. You talk to me today. Pastor's wives need expressions of appreciation. Amen. They're kind of in the light, you know what I mean? People watching every move they make. And they're more sensitive than the preacher a lot of times. My wife's just going like this. Yeah. We need it, folk. It's part of our being. <sighs> Thankfulness. Part of, part of the, the, the meaning, the root in the Latin of the word thankful deals, deals with the fact that uh, we are expressing something and someone to someone who has who has added value to our lives. We say thank you because somebody has, has, has given us something, and it doesn't necessarily need to be tangible. It can be a word, but, but it's, a, it's an expression of, of appreciation because someone has added value to our lives. As a pastor... I got to tell you, I told you earlier in the message that I've forgotten a lot of things. And my wife and I have been privileged to pastor in one, two, three, four different states. And uh, we met a lot of people, a lot of wonderful people. You don't want to talk to me about hypocrites in the church. You're talking to the wrong guy. There might be one or two, but all I can remember, Pastor John, well, let me rephrase that. <laughs> I prefer to remember all the wonderful people of God that I've met over the years. There are some people this morning that stand out in my mind that God sent along as part of the body of Christ that poured something into me and helped me to stand strong. My wife knows about two old grandmas 
She's shaking her head. Well, I didn't tell you about this, but you know who I'm talking about. We lived in Minnesota and pastored there for many years. There's a lot of Swede and Norwegian. Any Swede or Norwegians around here? A few, thank you, yeah. Well, you know, Olsen and Carlsen, you know, they're big names amongst the Swedes and the Norwegians. And one was Grandma Olsen and the other was Grandma Carlsen. They were well into their 70s and nigh on to 80 when they came to us. They were like family. They kept our kids. They took them on vacation with them. They fed us. They were the best cooks in the world. I mean, they were good cooks. They fed us. They were just there for us. They were prayer warriors. They held us up in prayer. I'll never forget them. They're in heaven. One day we'll see them. I want to tell you about a couple of men in my life that influenced me so strongly, were there when I needed them. One was a businessman. His name was Dale Hunt. Dale would come early in the morning before he'd travel into Minneapolis to his business. He and I would meet at the church. we pray. 5.30, 6 o'clock in the morning. Seek the face of God. We held each other's hands up in prayer. We believed for the blessing of the Lord. You don't forget about people like that. Another man by the name of Canton Gullings. Uh, I'll never forget him. He was a man of God. He'd go to Haiti. He'd go with a suitcase full of clothes and He'd come back with an empty suitcase. He was there as a friend, as a brother, as a part of the church. That, and, 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 and we need, you know, I, 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 till this day, I, I so appreciate. It stands out. It's just so clear it stands out. Oh, there have been many. But we need to learn how to express thanks to God and thanks to one another for the great and mighty things that God has done. And you know what? I don't know if you ever noticed, but the entirety of the chapter of the book of Romans, Paul gives an expression of thanksgiving to the church. I want you just to look at it with me, if you would, for a minute. Chapter 16 of the book of Romans. It's so powerful. Paul makes it clear. Hallelujah. Chapter 16. And in the first verse, look at what he says. I commend to you Phoebe, our sister, who is a servant of the church. A servant of the church. Verse 3. Greet Priscilla and Aquila, my fellow workers in Christ Jesus who raised their own necks, who risked their own necks for my life. Wow. 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 Greet Priscilla and Aquila, fellow workers. Verse 4, who risked their own necks for my life. Hallelujah. Verse number 5. Greet Mary who labored much for us. 
Verse 13. Greet Rufus. Anybody here named Rufus? Greet Rufus. Chosen in the Lord he was. One of God's chosen. Greet him. And greet his mother. Isn't that beautiful what it says? Chosen in the Lord. And his mother and mine. You know what Paul was not talking about? Rufus's mother and Paul's mother. He was talking about Rufus's mother, who was a mother not only to Rufus, but a mother to Paul. The great apostle needed a mother's love. Thank God for the church. Folks, thank God for the church. Thank God for your pastors. I, I got to tell you something about this pastor and his wife. They, 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 have, they have stood by the stuff through thick and thin. And having been a pastor, I admire that. I admire that. Now, how many are thankful for your pastor this morning? Amen? Amen! Glory to God! I'm, I appreciate them. I appreciate them. Hallelujah. You know what? I'm going to conclude here pretty quick, but my third point today is that thanksgiving is the language of heaven. Thanksgiving is the language of heaven. In Psalm chapter 100 and verse 4, verse 4, the Scripture says, I will enter His gates with thanksgiving in my heart. I will enter His courts with praise. Thanksgiving is the entrance into God's presence. I appreciate your worship leader. I, I appreciate the very first song she led us in this morning. It was an expression of how God has blessed us. And uh, we're, we're, we're a people who, 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 who know the presence of God. And thanksgiving is a very, it's a very big key here, folks. I think too many times in our prayer time, we, we tend to you know, get right to the business of all of our needs. It's okay to express our need to God. That's what we need to do. But I will enter his gates with thanksgiving in my heart. I will enter his courts with praise. Glory to God. And uh, it, it's the language of heaven. In heaven, there will be no griping, no complaining. Can you imagine you imagine? No, you'll never hear that in heaven. It, it's, it's just not there. No more worry. Oh, glory to God. Now, we touched a few folks there this morning. I know we did. If I were going to go to Mexico, I would want to brush up on my Spanish. In fact, I did go to Mexico. I wasn't too good on my Spanish. If I were going to go to Italy, I'd sure want to brush up on my Italian. <clears throat> That's my background, and I'm not too good at that. In Revelation chapter 4, 
I want you to see what, what is spoken here in the Revelation. Turn with me there, if you would, please. In chapter 4 of Revelation, in verse number 11, Hallelujah. The fourth chapter, verse number 11. You are worthy, O Lord, to receive glory and honor and power, for you created all things, and by your will they exist and were created. Hallelujah. Moving on down, chapter 5, verses 11 through 13. It's the language of heaven. Then I looked, and I heard the voice of many angels around the throne, the living creatures, the elders, the number of them that was 10,000 times 10,000, thousands of thousands, saying with a loud voice, Worthy is the Lamb who was slain to receive power and riches and wisdom and strength and honor. And every creature which is in heaven and on the earth and under the earth and such as are in the sea and all that are in them, I heard saying, Blessing, honor, glory, power be to him who sits on the throne and to the Lamb forever and ever. Hallelujah. It's the language of heaven. Revelation chapter 7. And verse number 12, it's so good. Look at it with me if you would, please. Amen. Blessing, glory, wisdom, and what? Thanksgiving and honor and power and might be to our God forever and ever. And everyone said, Amen. Revelation chapter 11. Revelation, oh, it's just so, so full of praise and thanks to God. Revelation chapter 11, verses 16 and 17. And the 24 elders who sat before God on their thrones fell on their faces and worshiped God, saying, We give you thanks, O Lord God Almighty. We give you thanks, O Lord God Almighty, the one who is and who was and who is to come, because you have taken your great power and reign. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. All glory and praise to God. I came across something the other day that kind of sobered me a little bit. I'd like to share it with you. I need to read it. This little article says, You are blessed. If you have food in your refrigerator, clothes on your back, a roof over your head, a bed of your own to sleep in, you're better off than 75% of the world. If you've got money in the bank, spare change in your pocket, or maybe in a cup, on your dresser, you're amongst the 10% most wealthy in the world.
If you have not experienced the danger of battle or imprisonment, starvation, you're ahead of five million who have. If you can attend church without fear or harassment or arrest, you are more blessed than three million. If you're born again, if you're in Christ, you are blessed. The psalmist said in Psalm 106 in verse 1, Oh, give thanks to the Lord, for He is good, and His mercy endures forever. Will you stand with me and read it off the screen? Let's say it together. Oh, give thanks to the Lord, for He is good, for His mercy endures forever. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Let's just bless Him together today. Can we do it? Musicians, come please. We just want to just say one more time. Let's just bless Him. Let's thank Him. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord, for saving grace. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord, for taking us out of darkness and bringing us into the kingdom of your dear Son. Hallelujah. 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 We bless you, Lord. Oh, God, when I think about you and what you have done, how you saved us, how you've healed us, how so many times even more than we know, Lord, even more than we know, you've delivered us from destruction. Glory to your name. You crown us every day with love and with kindness and the embrace of God. You satisfy our mouth. We're not hungry here this morning, Lord. We've been well fed. We have feasted with thanksgiving. Oh, Lord, we love you and we praise you. Father, I thank you for this church. It's a lighthouse here in this community. A lighthouse in North Fort Worth. God, you have got a plan. It's big. It's a big plan. Help us to envision it, Lord. Help us be workers together in expression of appreciation for one another, for the body of Christ, for those, for this pastor and his dear wife who have been a positive input and, and blessing in the lives of this congregation. We thank you for Pastor John and his dear wife today, Lord, for Gwen. Thank you for his family. Father, we thank you for those who are in leadership here. We thank you for those who, who teach our children every Sunday, Lord. We thank you for those. We thank you, Lord, for the gifts you've put in this body of believers. Hallelujah. Glory to your name. Lord, help us to speak the language of heaven to be mindful of it every day, and to speak with expression our appreciation, our gratitude, our thanks. 
We love you. We praise you. We thank you. Father God, I, I want to add my prayer to the prayer of this pastor in this church as we move into this new season. God, that you will work through these, this outreach, these buildings, this coffee shop. Lord, that you would just be, it would be a place. It would be a place as people, hundreds, thousands, tens of thousands, pass this way every day, would see the axiom. God would be drawn in and would here not only receive a good cup of coffee, but somehow see a smile, a warm handshake, a witness of Christ's love. Oh, God. Oh, God, grant it. Bless the efforts put forth, Lord. May it become a great blessing to this community, to the kingdom, that the kingdom might be advanced for the glory of God. We'll thank you for it. We ask it in Jesus' name. And God's church said, Amen. Amen, amen, amen Pastor. Praise God. You may be seated just for a few minutes. Man, what a wonderful message. Remember what God has done for you. A lot of times Gwen and I will go on a, a date with another older couple or a younger couple. And some of the times we'll just say, how did you guys meet? And no matter what they did on the way to the restaurant, all of a sudden they light up and they say, well, we met here or there. And all of a sudden they begin to remember and recall that time in their life. As we take up the offering this morning again, what we're doing is reminding ourselves that God is a good God. And He is the owner. We're the uh, manager over what God has given us. And He is a generous God. Let's pray. Father, thank You for the opportunity again. God, to put You first in our lives. Give You the very best. And Father, we know that You love us so much that You, you gave us Your Son. Most prized possession in the whole world. And we thank you for that. In your name we pray. Amen. Amen.